0: Punching Holes in the Darkness is a podcast by the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. It's an opportunity for pastors and leaders in Michigan churches to have their voices heard and to share how to best reach our mission field from Detroit to the Upper Peninsula. Today on Punching Holes in the Darkness podcast here at the Michigan Baptist State Convention, we have a very special guest, Odell Cadwell. Odell is a sweet, gracious, wonderful lady. She happens to serve now as the president of the Michigan Baptist WMU and Women's Ministry. So today in our podcast, we're gonna have a great time talking with Odell and hearing what God is doing through women's ministries here in the state of Michigan. Friends, I want to introduce to you one of our new partners. It is GuideServe. They are our financial partner who helps us take care of all of our nickels and noses, so to speak. Uh, GuideServe is an outsourced accounting partner for our Baptist State Convention of Michigan. Uh, GuideServe provides professional accounting solutions to churches and ministries all across the country, and they, offer, they truly offer some comprehensive accounting and payroll solutions to organizations ranging from just beginning church plant to large churches and expansive ministries. And listen, if you'd like to know more about them, you can visit their website at Guideserve.com or send them an email at info at And by the way, if you mention BSCM, uh, when you do, it'll be a benefit to us as well. So welcome our new partner, Guideserve. Welcome today to Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast of the Michigan Baptist State Convention. We talk about things that are important to pastors, leaders, and Christians here in our state. Today, we are privileged to have Odell Cadwell with us. She is the serving president of the Women's Missionary Union and the Women's Ministry here in Michigan. And we're, it's a joy to have her with us today and serving in that capacity. Now she serves in a lot of other capacities, but I'm going to ask her about those uh, right now. Odell, thank you. Thank you so much, darling, for being with us today. It is a privilege to have you. And may I say, when anyone sees Odell, she's smiling. (laughs) She is always smiling. She's one of the happiest people you'll ever meet or the sweetest ladies you'll ever encounter. So Odell, thank you for joining with us today. We just so appreciate you being with us. Tell me a little bit of, about you and your family. Now, do you have, are you married? Do you have children? What's going on? You? What has been your life? Give us a little history in the background if you would.
1: Okay. Yes, I am married to a wonderful husband, Michael Cadwell. Uh, we will be celebrating 42 years at the end of this month.
0: Congratulations! And, uh,
1: yes, I'm very, I'm, I'm very happy for that. And uh, anybody who's been married for 42 years or any length of time know what that entails. But thank God for Jesus and thank God for my husband. We have four children together: uh, Michael Cadwell Jr., Damon Scott Cadwell, uh, Brooke Elaine Cadwell, and Anna Cadwell, the baby. And the baby is 20. 18, eight years old oh my goodness uh, so, so uh we have two grandsons uh devon and michael chadwell the third we don't have any granddaughters
0: but, uh, well, i, I <laughs> yeah. have five of those so I, I'm, i'll take oh, care of that and, for you okay? but
1: i'm still i'm still hopeful <laughs> i'm still hopeful <laughs> yes uh and uh we um I, I've known Michael pretty much all my life since I was 13. He was my high school sweetheart, so uh, oh. we kind of we, we made it through the bumps and the bruises. I thank God that we are here today and that we are both serving Christ um, and where He died. that's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that is awesome. And and. Uh, I've met your husband and Michael. he's just a great, great guy. Uh, he's always doing photography for us and taking care of that aspect of it and just recently uh Odell, he had covid nineteen and had, went through quite an ordeal and trial with it. You want to tell us a little bit about that situation?
1: Yes, yes, that was um, that was difficult. I won't say it was easy. That was a difficult time for us. Uh, Michael has had some health issues. Prior six years ago, he had uh, a triple bypass surgery and a stroke. And if you saw him, you would not. That's how you know the grace of God. You would never know that. So quite naturally, when he uh, when I had to drop him off at Oakwood and he had uh, uh, he was diagnosed and tested positive, it was a scary time for us. Um, and so uh, yes, he he was there and. Um, I was in prayer. That's all I could say. I could only talk to him, couldn't visit him, you know, the routine, but I was in prayer for him that whatever the Lord would do, um, that our family would be able to handle it. And thank God for Jesus, because, uh, one night was a pretty sticky night because he, he was, a, I think he was frightened, which made me frightened. And so, um, I just prayed that whole night. I remember that whole night I spent in prayer. And the next morning at from the hospital he called and Michael has bass in his voice. And I heard bass in his voice. And that's <laughs> what I remember <laughs> <laughs> saying. Do I hear bass in your voice? And then it was uphill from then Within the next awesome. day, he they, you know, they they sent him home without oxygen. Now this is someone who has had a triple bypass sur- surgery without oxygen they sent him home and then of course I had to self quarantine and the kids had to bring stuff and put them on the porch and all that routine but now you know everybody is good you know and we're so grateful to God for uh taking us through that and as uh as uh the our article which Jamie so graciously put in the uh, beacon we are stronger for it because because Amen. of the ordeal, we were so close, closer to God than we probably have been, you know, just kind right. of in prayer. So,
0: yes. Odell, if, if you could share something with anyone who might be encountering COVID-19 on a personal basis, maybe a friend or loved one uh, has, has been infected, what advice would you give them? And what could you tell them at this time? Having gone through this, what would you tell them?
1: The first thing I would tell them is that everybody that has COVID-19 does not die. Because when you look at the stats, that's what you think. Oh, my goodness, that my loved one is going to die. They do not die. The next thing I would tell them is that power of life and death is in the hands of God. No one leaves here unless God says so. So we have to remember, we have to live what we believe. We have to remember this. And then the next thing I would tell them is to stay in prayer, because sometimes um, we, we feel like we pay more attention to the newscast or what's happened than what the Word of God says. If there's any time that you need to cling to the Word of God, this is the time. And you, and you hold on to those promises and you trust him and he'll see you through. And you know that nothing is gonna happen unless he allows it to happen. And if you're in the family of the redeemed, he says in his word, all things work together for the good for those who love you. Amen. Your family is
0: a living testimony of the grace of God walking through some of this difficult things that we're dealing with in our nation today. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for being so faithful during that. That uh, that's a great testimony. That's that's wonderful. Well, there's no doubt. One of the things that's really a passion of yours, and right at the very heart of who you are is the Christian Women's Job Corps. Tell me about that, and tell me a little bit about what that means and how that impacts people for the gospel. Tell us about it.
1: Okay, all right. Now, I know you'll probably have to cut me off on this. <laughs> Just Let me know, because this I, I this I know is what God has called me to, to do. But okay. the purpose of Christian Women's Job Corps, which is a ministry of WMU, is to provide a Christian context in which women in me are equipped for life and employment and a missions context in which women help women. So what Christian Women's Job Corps is, if you will, is a welfare to work program, but the thing that we bring is Christ. So it's it's not something brand new, but it's something different because it comes from Women's Missionary Union, Southern Baptist Convention from the heart of ministry from a Christian standpoint. So the 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 main because it's a mission organization, what we want is for the woman to get saved. But for this woman, they do not have to be saved. They do not even have to attend your church or a church, but they do have to participate in Bible study because we believe that the word of God is going to make the difference in this woman's life, along with Absolutely. meeting them at their point of need.
0: Absolutely. So,
1: so that, that that's that's the crux and, and the mentorship, the women helping women. So uh, women have a bond. You know that. You have a wife. Sure. We have a bond. <laughs> you know that, um, that we have. And when you get us, involved and 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 committed and passionate about it it you know the Lord will use us so I am excited that uh, this is the year that we are planning to launch Christian Women's Job Corps in Michigan. Uh, We haven't had it in some time. So I'm excited about it. The women are excited about it. And uh, yes, there's work to be done, but I believe even uh, the time in COVID-19 during this pandemic that he has let us step back and pray and prepare to launch this wonderful ministry. You've mentioned something about
0: mentoring them and helping them. Can you tell me a little bit what that looks like and how that works?
1: Yes, there are eight key elements to Christian women's job corps and mentor is one of them. And one of the important thing about mentor is a mentor for every participant. So this mentor is going to walk the uh participant through what she needs to get like when you have a participant this is where you are this is where you wanna go. Now, these are the steps that we need to take. Now, we don't wanna make enablers. We don't want the mentor to do it, but we want her to encourage her. Maybe she has resources or has a way, uh, resources that the, the lady may not have. And our resources are sitting on the pews of our churches. They right. really are. you know. And our women in the state of Michigan are waiting for leadership. They want to do something. But this is one avenue. And I, I was talking to Mike Durbin about Sin Relief, and he was talking about uh, literacy. And I was like, okay, so what if we have one of our women that has, you know, that hasn't learned to read? We meet them at their point of need. Right. You don't know what they need until you talk to them. So that's where the mentor comes in. It's not like this is a big class and everybody's going to learn computer skills. Well, maybe she needs to learn um, culinary arts or maybe her gift is in graphic design. So it's really individualized. That's why the mentor is important because the mentor is the person that's going to let the ministry know this is what we're praying for. This is what we're we're doing for this woman, and the mentors all meet together once a
0: month. So that's that sounds. You know, it's just all about relationships. You hear me say it all the time. And uh, ministry is relationships, Uh, and it's building relationships in such a way that there's a trust level, and uh, they begin to trust. You begin to trust one another. There's open, honest communication, and you're able to walk together through life. Now, the word we use in the Bible for that is called disciple, to being uh, disciple makers. And you have to start somewhere. And mentoring gets them on the road, gets them moving forward as you disciple them in the things of God and help them if they don't know the Father, that you help them make that step toward God, you lead them to that, you teach them that, and then prayerfully they and hopefully they would come to know Christ. But along the way, you're teaching them how to live Mm -hmm. and life skills and interaction because many have never been taught. They didn't have the mother father relationship. Many of these young ladies have been on their own since they were very, very early teens and they've just kind of eked out and carved out a living however they could. Mm -hmm. And so, I just think it's a wonderful ministry that you ladies are doing. Thank you, Odell, for that. Thank you, uh, WMU Women's Ministry of Michigan, for impacting our communities. Now, where do you see the greatest need for that? I know we have it in some of our suburban areas, but in our urban areas, in the inner city areas, there's such a great need for that among our ladies. How are you going to reach who you're going to reach and where? Do you have that focus? Do you have? Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yes, my focus is on Detroit, okay. Uh, not that Detroit is the only place that christian women's job corps. Needed because I'm speaking with someone um, from uh, rural matters, and I, I I know that it looks different in a rural area. But right now, my focus is on Detroit, and you you hit the nail on the head when you said some of these women don't know. You know, sometimes you think we look at women and we say, you know. Sh- like I said, can we say more to women than mm, 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 women in need, women who don't know the Lord? And we think that uh, they should know better. But if they have never been taught, how are they going to know? So this Christian Women's Job Corps is a response of the body of, of Christ to help these women in a way, and meet them where they need help, not in a judgmental way. We know we want them to be saved if they are not saved. If right. they are saved, we want to grow them. We want to grow them in the in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, just like we're growing. So we want to help them. And, and the ultimate thing is that a woman would graduate from Christian Women's Job Corps and become a mentor.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that's the disciple making disciples, making (laughs) disciples, the multiplication process. You know, you you, you hit on something that's been kind of a mantra of mine for, I don't know, decades in ministry, is that you love and receive people as they are, Mm -hmm. and then you lead them to where they need to be. Friends, we want to welcome today uh, One Mission TV is our sponsor here at uh, Punching Holes in the Darkness podcast. They have been an invaluable partner with us since I've come here to uh, the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. What they effectively have done is they took all of our media resources and we put them together in this one neat package that One Mission TV takes care of. They're just doing an admirable job for us and have really taken us to a different level in our media work. Here's some things they've done for us. They've done web design, they can do logo design, designs for print materials, and of course any kind of video presence and and recording you'd like to do. And uh, they've really helped us enhance our online presence as they can for you. Great guys, great partners. You will be glad you have done this. They're really a one-call media company and I think you'll be blessed by using One Mission TV. And friends, if you want to contact One Mission TV, you can do so at info at onemission.tv. That's info at (laughs) onemission.tv. Today, we are privileged to have Odell Cadwell with us. She is the serving president of the Women's Missionary Union and the Women's Ministry here in Michigan. Odell, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. You also serve as the administrative assistant there at the Greater Detroit Baptist Association, Uh, another one of the hats that you wear and keep that thing going. So uh, part of that, the Greater Detroit Baptist Association is one of our state associations of churches, and of course, by the very name of it, it's the Greater Detroit group of of churches. Uh, There are a lot of ways that we can reach in to Greater Detroit and do ministry. And you're helping administrate that and take care of a lot of the, what I call the nickels and noses of ministry, as well as doing it. Uh, But are there some particular places within Greater Detroit that you say, you know, Pastor Tim, this area, from my involvement in these different things, this is an area that really has a great need uh, or a particular segment. Can you talk a little bit about that and maybe give us some insight on that since uh, you have a good perspective on it?
1: Yes, I don't live in Detroit now. I was born and raised in Detroit, but I still attend church in Detroit. So one of the places, if you're familiar with the Cody Rouge area, Area of Detroit that is uh, not too far from the association, but it de- is it is in Detroit. Correct. There's a great need there because you can, if you ride up and down the streets and see the abandoned houses, um, and but you also will see children and mothers. You know and that's what I. You know when I tell my husband, like if you stop at a gas station and you see women and children. They live in this area, they're walking to these places. Uh, the Brightmoor area, uh, there's several places um, in the city. The Brightmoor area is another area, even though there has been some um, improvement there. There are initiatives all over, um, but the, the Brightmore area is another area of need. And if you go on the east side of Detroit, um, uh, I don't know if you know where Burnett Baptist, where Reverend Caldwell yes. churches. Yes, that's, that's another area. One of the key elements of, CW, of Christian Women's Job Corps is networking. So you do not have to reinvent the wheel. If there are uh, ministries or um, agencies that are doing things, what we want to do is to develop partnerships with them Let them know we're here, first of all. Christian Women's Job Corps, a ministry of WMU, is in Detroit. And this is what we seek to do. How can we partner so that we won't duplicate? We don't want to duplicate what's already – if if we have a GED class, I don't need to start my own GED class. Maybe I need to have this class extended to be a part – of Christian Women's Job Corps, you know we have a lot of the small church plants in the area. You know, um, Finkel, Grand River. I'm just looking through through Detroit uh, and to to partner with them, partner with the the young churches. That's another thing. That's another thing that's so crucial is to reach out to our younger women in ministry, and while we can mentor them, so that we're not doing it. And, you know, forever, you know, I would like to do it until the Lord calls me home, but you don't know what health challenges or you may have down the road. But if I have this young lady that I'm feeding into, because that's just like the mentor is feeding into um, her participant, I should be feeding into the younger women. So that this, and not that you're going to do it like me, you're probably going to do it better because you're probably more technological savvy. (laughs) You're probably going to do it better and that's fine. But let me tell you what I have learned. Right. You know, so that, that's one of the things that,
0: yeah. And it's a biblical, biblical principle the The older women teaching the younger women and passing it on and moving it forward. Uh, Churches need to partner with other churches. And uh, I know there are some, great opportunities for our churches in throughout Michigan, whether they're in the urban settings, suburban settings, small rural settings, they could partner with our women's ministries here in Michigan and really help make a difference in some of these churches in these areas, uh, particularly in the inner city area. Uh, is there a way that we could do that? Is there a way that our churches could help uh, and we can let our other churches know about that and partner
1: with you? Certainly, certainly. And um, I know God is in control and he knew about this pandemic because I had my strategy. (laughs) I had my strategy. I was like, I am not, whereas I feel like the Lord is calling me to Detroit, I am not going to just stay in Detroit. I will go to the UP. I will go. So uh, we have associational um, women's ministry leaders. So uh, the way that I think we should do it, if we take, if, if, if we, like, along with Sue Hyde if we develop uh, a team of women, you know, a lot of these women I know, but it has to be a strategy, you know, it, okay, this is what we're going to do and this is how you're working with your churches, what churches are interested and see what churches are interested. That's, a, that's another thing. A lot of the churches in Detroit, because um, they, when I tell them about WMU, they say, "What is W? What is WMU?" So one of one of the uh, one of the the plans is to make sure that everybody knows what WMU is. Make sure that everybody knows what Christian Women's Job Corps is, and then work through the the associational women's leaders or the as, associational um, the associations and say, "Okay." Who in your association is interested in doing this, and how can we work together as a church? I know you have a difficult job, uh, Pastor Tim, because you are over so many entities. But we must be careful that we don't say, "Oh, that's evangelism." That that doesn't that doesn't go with. Mission, you know what I mean. That's that's you know I you know
0: that. Understand when completely. When you
1: know when you know mission and evangelism go hand in hand. They're the same <laughs> thing. It's I mean? just
0: so, missions. It's just evangelism somewhere else. That's all yes, mission is. Yes.
1: And evangelism
0: exactly. is the heart of everything we do. Yes.
1: Yeah, so and those
0: are some challenges that we face. And uh, I know you face a lot of challenges in uh, doing this. But you know, one of the things that we haven't mentioned, you are the first african-american wmu president in michigan and uh, i just think that's a wonderful thing and you know in today's climate and atmosphere of racial tensions and all that's going on it just it does my heart good to see the changes necessary good godly changes that are taking place within our ethnicities and our relationships and and all that i i I'm just I'm really proud of you I just cannot tell you how proud I am of you and and of our women's ministries here in Michigan for moving forward like this uh, maybe can you talk a little bit about that I know that that's been on your heart and mind, and some others are interested in that as well and in the midst of all this and the racial conflicts and all this, can you just talk a little bit about that from your perspective as an African American woman serving in one of these positions? and the changes that you see taking place in our culture?
1: Certainly. And this is what lets me know that God has placed me here, because I have relationships with a lot of the women at the state level and at the associational level that are of other ethnicity and you hit the nail on the head when you said it's all about relationships. Because once you get to know people, and I learned this in the work world as well, once you get to know people, you look past what they look like. You might see me for the first time and say, that's an African-American woman. But then when we begin to fellowship and talk with one another we have to have the conversation even if the conversation is hard Um, and and sue and i talk about this and we we, like i said the pandemic has kind of slowed us up because we were we were on a path and sue said we need to sit down and talk because what I say, even if you don't agree with it, I still love you. We can't agree on one thing that Jesus is Lord, right? We Absolutely. can agree that the church has a mandate to, to, to disciple people. We can agree on that. We're all, we're all on mission with Christ. So it, that's a starting point. But we are looking at our uh, what's going on in our society through different lenses. And I think if, if I can sit down with your wife and say, okay, how do you see it, Sabrina? And then I'll say, well, this is how I see it. I'm not taking anything away from how you see it, but it's more of an understanding. And all that getting is understanding. And so it's not that um, you know we're fighting against each other. We're sharing where we came from. And if and I think that the church of Jesus Christ should take this leadership. This is our this is our charge. We absolutely. know the one yeah who made the world
0: absolutely Dale, thank you for that that is such that's a, such a good word and um, one of the things that we've said many times in dealing with the with the racial issues that we've been dealing with here in our state and really the nation is many times you don't know what you don't know you don't know what you don't know and I did not grow up as an African American. I didn't grow up in an inner city area. I do not, I have not experienced the things that that many have experienced, but that does not mean I cannot learn and understand and come to understand. And the only way we're going to do that is just like you said, sitting down, having those conversations saying, this is my perspective. And then learning to really understand one another and learning from each other. I, I think that's the hallmark of a good, Effective Christian ministry, and I believe that God has put you in this place for such a time as this. And we're excited and pleased that you are serving in, as this uh, as our new president for our WMU and and women's ministries here in Michigan. That you are taking the lead on Christian Women's Job Corps, that uh, you're keeping Dr. Caldwell straight there at the Greater Baptist (laughs) Association, and uh, you're caring for your husband, your family, and your ministries, and your church, and we could go on and on and list many, many things that you do, but we're thankful that you're part of what God is doing here in Michigan, that you are being one of the individuals who are helping us punch holes in the darkness. Odell, thank you for joining with us today. It's been such a privilege to have you and uh, hopefully we'll have you come back again sometime and we can talk more about specific ministries and needs where we can partner together and make a difference here in Michigan. And God bless you, Odell. Thank you for joining with us. It's been such a privilege. I hope it's been a, a help to our friends who are listening out there. Well, folks, that brings us to the close of our podcast for today. Uh, punching Holes in the Darkness here in Michigan. Thank you for taking the time to join with us. Thank you for being with us and, and listening. If you have questions or concerns, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us. You can text us. Uh, go to our website at bscm.org, and you can find all of the information that you need in contacting us. God bless you. Have a great day. This has been Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast from the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. If you have liked this episode, please rate us and leave a review. That will help others to find us and enjoy these conversations too. And if you subscribe, you will be notified when new episodes are available. Join us next time as we help Michigan churches punch holes in the darkness.